Mark, I know we're supposed to do this now. Is we've got to do it recording? now. We've got to do it now. I mean, there's just so much bad that has come from this song. Oh, you know, and it needs to be captured. <laughs> we have to have it. It needs to. The world has to. We got to purge. Um, <clears throat> we just got to do this, man. I'm yeah, filled with fucking it's... rage. Just every time I listen to a song. I know that this is normally the portion of the show where you pick up little bits and it's like the conversation between me and you, but this is directed at the audience. I saw a hate-filled Mark Davis enter his home and sit down in response to what the hell we've, you know, because we had to go over it. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. It's, this is it. It's It's happening. It's happening once and it's never happening again. I'm never listening to the song again. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Let's go ahead and just talk about it. Yeah. We were started recording an episode on Tuesday, and my computer fucked up. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is that happened, but something fucked up. Blame Apple. Blame me. Blame whoever you want to. Um Got about third of the way through, realized there was something going on with the waveform as we looked. And uh, I just took the time to say, hey, Mark, look over there. Um, you probably should fix whatever's going wrong with uh, that waveform and maybe your mic stand. And he took the time to do that. And um, when he did, he said, let's stop for a second. We looked back at the wave at the at the file and realized that most of what we had got, if not all. <clears throat> got We got robot sound. Yeah, it was nothing. We had robot sound once before. Robot the uh, the 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 device that we used to record malfunctioned in some way, and when everything redid its thing, it was all fucked up. I blame solar flares, and it's very. It could be solar flares. Yeah. It could be Mercury being in retrograde. It could, it be, could be because I'm a, an Aquarius. The current si- political situation in Europe. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Um, it could be those I did that stickers that people place on gas pumps. Oh. Could be any number of stupid fucking things. Yeah. Or it could be what? the nature of this song. It could be. It oh, could very shit. well just be this How song. How did I forget about it that? It could just be some divine power, a la Jesus Cristo. Some divine hammer. <laughs> coming down and smiting these files. Mark, yeah. people know about this. I think a, a portion of our audience knows because... You, they had the misfortune of probably clicking on the link that you put up ahead of time to listen to this song. Yeah, and then, uh, and then now we are we are here. I'll tell you now what I told you then at the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody is five minutes and fifty five seconds long. When people ask me the best song that has ever been written in like modern pop and rock music. That's usually the one I go to. That's a solid answer. It's emotional. It is a, um, you know, it does a very good job of being basically like a roller coaster. The musicianship on it is exquisite. The singing on it is exquisite. vocals are beautiful. It's three separate songs put together that sound like one song. The, there's good transitions. It flows so well. It is... 
a testament to good songwriting and good arranging through and through by people who were experts at their task. Talent combined with hard work. I mean, just everything. Just And probably some in intangibles. Probably just some shit you're born with. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, talent. Just pure talent. This song is eight minutes and 43 seconds long. And it is the polar opposite. It is... I can see them being like, this is our Bohemian Rhapsody, and it makes me so mad to think of them thinking that. And they didn't even say that. Just the fact that it might be on their minds fills me with dread and anguish. Dread is good. You should be scared of this song. <laughs> you should be terrified of this song. The fact that if you're somewhere mortal humans were able to, to to make this. The people that listen, we're going to play the intro to this song on the episode, the little guitar part, mm. and when you hear it, it's going to stick out in your head probably for the rest of your life, and you're going to run to whatever device that is that it is emanating from and immediately shut it off. Mark, what song are we talking about? We're talking about a song by a band called OAR, Of A Revolution, with their not-hit song, That Was A Crazy Game Of Poker. Not a single. Not a single. We went against our rules here, didn't we, Seth? We had to invoke an executive privilege and say that this is enough in the public consciousness that we need to address what the fuck is going on here. This was discussed um, when we were working on um, the Bubble Toes episode. Correct. Uh, because they both have, I'm guessing, the the fans of both OAR and of Jack Johnson are probably nearly a circle. They seem to be of the same ilk, yes, I think. Yes, they are very much in the, the Dave Matthews Band extended universe. I blame Sublime. Yeah, you do. And this has some Sublime-esque qualities. There but are, it's There are cargo shorts and vans oh, in this song. God. At one point. Puka shell necklaces falling from the sky. At, early on in the song, it, it, it it's not necessarily that. As a matter of fact, you kind of get wagon wheel vibes off of it. But uh, well, well, we'll go over. I mean, this. it's yeah, we'll... it's a it's a long thing. Now, <laughs> it, it is. You're right about that. It is a long thing. Oh, oh it's it's <laughs> yeah. eight fucking minutes long. Yeah, uh, almost nine. I mean, if we're rounding. Now, I want to start off. Let's just go ahead and start off with the good. There's good. Have you listened to this a live version of this song? I have listened to multiple versions of this song. One of them uh, was, I started off with the studio version, which is right. what we're going to go which by is, in this yes, episode. Yes, I okay? just want to make this distinctly clear. We are talking here about the studio version. Mm -hmm. I've listened to later versions of the song. One of them was this, uh, you know, had hundreds of thousands of hits on YouTube of them playing at like Ohio State University, which is, mm -hmm. of course, the alma mater of the band uh, collegiately anyway. Yes. But um, there's, a, there's, there's a difference. There's definitely a difference. This song is a very, very early OAR song. It's off yes. the first record, which is titled "The Wanderer." Okay, and then in later versions that you, in later versions that you see on the internet, the live released versions, in 1997, right? Um, things have changed. It's it's now a different song. I'm sure if you saw it today, you wouldn't be getting. And you could do that. You could see this song today as the band is still together and still touring. Yes, but, with the same. 
lineup. Four original. The four original. Guitar, bass, uh, vocals, and drums are all the original guys. And the saxophone player who they picked up from their second album. A little bit later, yeah. Um, Souls of Flame. But I mean, the reason that I mention this here, and we'll go into a little bit of the band's background. Let me just go ahead and just kind of put all this together because we don't need to talk about OAR very much. No, we don't. There's not a lot. There's really not a lot to say. We're going to try and forget them after this. Uh, Mark Roberge, uh, Mark M-A-R-C, like I spell my name. Mark Roberge, you say make you make him sound like a robot. Mark Roberge <laughs> from the Borg. Mike Roberge. Yeah. Um, he is the singer and I guess principal songwriter of the band. Whenever you look them up, he's like the one person they show. He's the guy. He's the Dave Matthews. He is OAR. Yeah. They started in the mid-90s. Um, they started in Maryland. Right. And um, made their way. Uh, three of the four core members went and spent a semester in Israel. It didn't help. That is part of where this song was written. They came back and went to Youngstown. Was it Youngstown? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. um, and that area is actually where I mentioned in an earlier episode that I have stories about this. My old manager at uh, a certain pretzel conglomerate that I used to work for, um, came down uh, when there was an opening. He offered to move down from Ohio to Florida. Shocker. Yeah. And Nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. Um, so he moves down, and one night he's like, "Hey, let me throw this. Let me throw this tape in the jukebox. Let me let me put this. Let me let me spin you a tune." And it was a recording of a band. And I was like, this is terrible. What is this? A certain band. A certain band. And there was a saxophone player on it. And I thought about getting in touch with him. And I may still reach out to him after this to find out if I can get a copy of the recording. Like Revenge? The saxophone on it is like 15 cents flat. And there are parts where where he's holding out a note. And it's like... And it's like, it, it was, it made me so mad and it made me like, honestly, kind of sick. There is all kinds of bad musicianship mm-hmm. all over the studio version, the original version of this song. Now, so that's Hold basically, on. that's basically the band in a succinct nutshell. Now I will say this, I, while doing some research on this song, I looked up a video of them playing live because... Their fans are rabid. Very the live version of the song is is pretty good. I wouldn't say that at well, all. I, I, I would say it's infinitely better than the studio version. Well, th- I guess that's what I mean They're to not say. Good. I mean, I still hated it. the 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 music flows a little better. The song sounds way more put together. In the in the course of w- watching these live videos, you can see them develop oh, their chops. I mean, it's night and day. Yeah, absolutely. Like it it is night and day. They get rid of some I, of the And bats. it was so it was so much so night and day that I was under the impression that the lead guy had fired everyone previously from the band and got a new band to tour. And I was shocked. And we had talked about this previously. Oh, yeah. We were oh, both yeah. shocked that these were the same people. It's like a different band, yeah. Because the guitar solos in this fucking recording... Still a shit song. ...are just... Oh, yeah. Still a shit song. Yeah. And there are different elements of why it's shit. We, of course, today are going to focus on... The worst possible the version. 
Yeah. And well, the, no, and but we're going to focus the lyrics, on the lyrics. But the worst possible version is what we're coming from. Right. I mean, which is the one that here's the thing. When you when you're a band and there are very, very few. There there are very few outliers, but when you're in a band, the recording you make and put out on an album, that's the one that people are going to remember and people are going to refer to. It's the first impression. So you better make sure it's fucking good. Most of the time, yeah. This is the first impression. This is what the f- world first heard this of This is OAR. what the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones refer to as the impression that we get. Dun, 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 dun. And it's a bad, bad, bad impression. This song is galactically bad. And as, as much better as the playing gets, and the playing even helping some of the issues <laughs> writ large with the clumsy songwriting, I'll tell you what never gets better, and that's these fucking the lyrics. lyrics. They start off bad, and this song epically, epically, epically falls apart. It is lyrical torture. I had, we were listening to it before this record, and I had to stop it. And I just told Seth, you just need to come. We, I just can't listen to this anymore. You wore the anger in your face and your body. I'm going to tell you this right now, listener. I'll never listen to this song again. <laughs> I, I probably won't either. Jane will come on my, pan, my, my not my Pandora, Jesus Christ. What is it, 2004? Yeah, no kidding. That's a long way off. We'll come, we'll come on my Spotify and I'll listen to it. Rod yes, Stewart okay. will come on, and I'll listen I'll to listen it. I'll listen to that, yeah. I mean, as much as we know about it, and as much as we don't like it, I'll still listen to that. You're right, though. This I won't listen to. It's that bad. I'm, I wish I could delete this song <laughs> from the world. From public, from yeah, from, from existence. It's, it's so fucking I'd like to bad. pull it out of the Matrix myself, Mark. And I believe Team Captain uh, from the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, mm-hmm. Matt, Matt Hoffman, Hoffman, said that, I don't know how you guys are going to do this episode because I was so bored with it. Yeah. I just turned it off. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, he's right. We're about to tell you what you've been missing. A little bit about it. OAR from Maryland Sp- immediately went and spent some time in Israel after recording their first album, The Wanderer. Immediately came back to the United States. Now, you had mentioned Youngstown, Ohio. That's where they went. It wasn't Columbus, where OSU is. They went to Youngstown. That's correct. Okay, I didn't know that. That's something that I didn't know. Just to let you know, Mark, immediately after high school, I spent six months in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, It is quite literally the butthole of Ohio. Um, It is an awful, awful place, so I'm not surprised that this song sprang to your consciousness through the uh, vector of Youngstown. Immediately go to OSU, start working there, uh, or start going to school there, um, become... Local sensations in Youngstown, uh, I mean not Youngstown, but in uh, in at OSU, and uh, kind of make a name for themselves. Record multiple other albums. Just in regards to the Wanderer, Mark, do you got any information on that? Well, um, I I don't know what it is you want to know, but I mean, I want to know about like did it ever chart? Did oh, I don't ever think so. Do anything? No, you know? I mean this band. If there's one other thing that'll say that's like positive or quasi positive about them, they've done all this through hard work, 
I mean, they have. They have not done a shit ton of advertising, etc. They tore their asses off. They did the work. Yes, absolutely. Love them or hate them. They have, I mean, they've played fucking Red Rocks. They've played Madison Square Garden. You got that they've work played ethic. big fucking places. Absolutely. Um, and I don't want to put them in the same realm of Wolfpack, but I mean, <laughs> it is, I mean, it's a very, it's a very similar. That's impossible. <laughs> just putting a lot of stuff out there and doing the work and just building up a name for themselves. Now, the people who like this band, I don't know what I really have to say about them, and I don't know how much of it would be no, positive. No, no, Mark, Mark, we've been over this, man. We've been over this. We're going to hurt some people's feelings on this shit. Yeah. We're going to do that. And guess what? I've learned my lesson. I recently went back to the George Carlin School of Dealing with Shit. We're not going to flinch on this motherfucker. We're well, not. Yeah. You I like mean, this band? Guess what? You might as well turn it off now, because you're about to hear some oh, shit. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah. Um. This really blew my mind. Uh, this is Mark Robert talking about writing this song. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and I read The Stand in 7th and 8th grade constantly, constantly, which is a problem in and of itself. I put it in this little leather book too, holder. I did too. I'd, I'd sit in class and just read it over and over. I loved the story. It was like the Bible. It was like the classic wanderer story. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was writing a story called The Wanderer. <laughs> because why not just eat my own idea? And I just felt inspired. But fast forward four years, I went over to Israel for high school, transferred over there for a semester, and I had a really bad night. I came home to my dorm, and I wanted to start writing a song. It was about a card game with the devil, how it would be if you were tested constantly and you were in a card game. So the first half of the song was written there, the fast up-tempo part. And then we came back to the States and I cleared up a lot of my head and I was in a really good place. And we started playing the second half of the song, which is kind of cut in halftime. So more of an island feel. And that was because I felt that things had slowed down. It was one of the first songs we ever wrote as a band. And that was it. First songs they ever wrote as a band. It literally learns, sounds like they're trying to learn their instruments on this fucking song. Yeah. It, it really does. Just to let you know, Mark, I did read, uh, when I was in eighth grade, I read The Stand, and uh, and I did read it a lot over, not over and over, just twice, um, but I did love that book when I was a kid. And Stephen King. Yeah, and now, I would not touch that fucking book with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> um, so, just, I understand both sides of the equation on this one. There's not a lot... We can sum up or in this. Four guys come from Maryland. They add a saxophone player a few later, a few months later. What's that? Make canoe move. Make canoe move. <laughs> you pretty much can. Summed up or. Yeah, they go to Israel. They come back. They go to college. Spend the next 20 years of their lives working really hard and playing for a lot of charitable foundations, making what amounts to one of the smallest Wikipedia pages for any band ever, mm-hmm. and um, making at the same time, early in their career, one of the worst fucking songs ever. Um, and some of the worst lyrics that you're ever going to hear, which we are going to go over right now. We've got this little guitar intro thing, and it just infuriates Seth. It just, I, I, I think if you've heard this show, you've heard me talk a lot about guitar parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know we're not going over lyrics, but whenever I hear a bad solo, I'm going to point it out. Whenever I hear this intro, is one of the most mistake laden, crappy shit intros. It's it's got a backing part, but the the licks that are played over the top are just just fucking awful. It sounds like 
one of the a million guys that you would find playing in Guitar Center just playing a little lick that he thought was cool. Go to a party at a like around a fraternity and f- around one o'clock in the morning and find two dudes with wavy hair and their hair parted down the middle playing guitar with each other and they're playing something like this. This is it. This is it. This is this is what they're playing is this intro. And I don't know why the intro is here, but it's there. Um, it is in that halftime island feel kind of thing. At one point, one of those guys is going to utter the words jaw throughout the evening. Oh, We're going to get to that. Oh, We're God. Gonna, yeah. Oh, my. 20 throw down in my fist of rage, and the man to my left has folded down. Well, Johnny doubled up with a royal flush. I had three jacks and a pair of nines. My mind is turning. Just two shots more. There's not much left to play. Well, then dude walks in. Black hat on top. What a mop. I'm lucky wasn't a county cop because I'm just running out of time. The first words in this verse are, oh, my. And it should have stopped there. It should have. But they are the most unconfident. It's the most unconfident, oh, my, at the beginning of a song that you're ever going to hear. If that's going to tell you anything about the, your, 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 the next eight minutes of your future, it should come out of that, oh, my. It's, it's weak. It's sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. 20 thrown down in my fist of rage. That's an angry 20, Mark. Look, I don't want to make this a um, how-to on poker. Um, but we have to address poker in this in this episode. Because Mark. the song is about... It's, it's, I mean, yeah. a, a crazy... I mean, we got to talk to It's about, about a crazy game of poker. And it's really kind of more of a sad game, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but So if you're throwing down a 20, I guess that means that you're playing a cash game, not a tournament game. And why you'd throw down your money angrily when you have a full boat doesn't make any sense right. I, that I can really tell because you bet before you show your cards. So I don't really know why he is angry before the cards are shown. Also, he knows that the gentleman uh, to the right of him, probably, I'm guessing, because the one to the left folded down. Johnny uh, has doubled down on a royal flush. Yeah. Which is a smart thing to do because... A royal flush is flush is essentially the best hand that you can possibly have. What is a royal flush, Mark? It is ten jack, queen, king, ace, all of the same suit. It is the best hand you can have in poker. Now, as far as a crazy game of poker is concerned, if he has three jacks, this is pretty crazy. He's got a full boat with nines and jacks and the guy next which means the other guy has the one other jack in the deck and on top of that somebody's got a royal flush how often do you see fucking royal flushes not in any game of poker it's very rare yes it's a crazy game of poker this is crazy this is but i mean 20 bucks is not a lot to lose <laughs> like the fact that you only lost 20 bucks. If you're playing a cash game. If you're playing a cash game. If you're playing anything. If you have a full full house, you're, okay. you're probably going pretty heavy because not a lot of stuff is going to beat that. Right. You know. 
So the fact that you lost 20 bucks, you're fucking lucky. That should be a fist of happy. Yeah. So, um, cause you're going to, I mean, a lot of people go in on full boats all the fucking time, but we're going to find out very quickly that our friend here has a bad gambling problem or, or he's just making or, this shit up or, or, or of a revolution. He's just making this shit up and, uh, shit up and trying to, you know, uh, uh, paint a picture of a crazy game of poker that is really just a sad game of poker. Yeah. My mind is turning just two shots more now. This seems to me like what he's saying is there are two more hands. And I don't know, unless he's talking about blinds, I don't know why he is under the impression that there's only two more chances here. That's That tends to be not how I'm, poker works. Yeah, you don't. there's not a set number of hands, no. <laughs> yeah, it keeps going until one guy stands with all the money. Right. Yeah, that's how it that's usually just, works. You know, or if somebody comes to an agreement, you know. But Unless he's playing a cash game, he's just giving himself two more hands, and then he's going to cash out, which is basically not having anything. Or he could from be talking about shots of alcohol, but yeah. he's not. It, it's very vague, and once again, it's coming from an extremely inexperienced songwriter, so we can't give him credit on anything. Then dude walks in. <laughs> Black hat on top. What a mop. What a mop? mop? What a dumb fucking line. That is, well, in the vast collection of dumb fucking lines, we're looking at one of the first, one of the early ones. Yeah. Exactly. And there's going to be some, a oh, lot yeah. worse than oh, this. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot more. But what a mop. He's got a black hat on top. I guess he's talking about his hair so he can see. Is, is, is oh, the, he's definitely talking about, about hair. Is the black hat translucent? Can he see through to the hair to inform <laughs> us that the mop is crazy? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the poker isn't the only thing that's crazy Please, here. Please, Mr. Roberge, settle our fears. Um, I'm lucky. He's he's I, lucky. It I'm wasn't. lucky wasn't a county cop. County cop. He, I think he means to say, means to say sheriff's deputy. Right, I'm lucky he wasn't a county cop. I don't know why he says, I'm lucky wasn't a county cop. Mm -hmm. And because I'm just running out of time. So he's lucky that it wasn't a county, county cop because he's running out of time. No, Mark. No, there's a timer on this table, and when it goes ding, the game's over. So if he That's has how plenty of poker... time, he's not lucky. That's how this poker game is going. I don't understand. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to make sense of it for you, Mark. It does. There is no making. There, what is your point? There's 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 a timer for this game of poker, and when it goes ding, it's over. This is a completely different game okay. of poker. Yeah. Then, I mean, what, then what about that makes it lucky that this is not a county cop? It's not lucky. It's just a, some shit explanation that I'm trying to come up with. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing about this makes I sense. I don't understand. I, I mean, if you're lucky it's not a county cop because you've done something illegal, that's fine. But I don't understand what running out of time has anything to do with whether or not this person is a county cop. Whatever a fucking county cop is. It's, I think he's trying to say sheriff's deputy. But... Our point, both of us here are trying to say, in that it makes no fucking sense. Who's up for game two? What to do? My wallet's getting thin, and I just lost my watch last night. Well, I got a problem. Just one answer. Gotta throw it all down and kiss it goodbye. Because, yeah. Because that's the answer to your problem. This is where I was saying that this guy's got a pretty bad gambling problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or I think Mark really, it's a pretty bad. What, what to do? No, no. Hmm. Let me, what should I do here? Mark. My wallet's thin. I lost my watch. 
what do you do in that scenario, Seth? This guy's got a pretty bad songwriting problem. Well, that too. I mean, but, but what do yeah. you what do you do in this scenario? Well, the only answer is to lose all your money and walk out of the room. I <laughs> just mean, put it all in. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's how you handle. That's how I handle my problems. Gee, I had a bad day at work. Let's go give all my money to four guys that I barely know. You know, yeah. it's just essentially in in a game that your you know, band members. Yeah, my band. <laughs> like, let me cover the gas money for everybody tonight. I guess this, you know, the thing is, is like he says, oh, like, it's all about what if you gambled with the devil? Well, clearly you're a fucking idiot <laughs> because clearly. if you're gambling with the devil and you keep doing it and you're like, well, I know that I'm losing and I lost my watch and I lost all this other stuff. So the only answer now is since I've been doing so bad stop is to keep going. <laughs> What the hell is your problem? If you're gambling with the devil, you have to. I mean, I don't get it. There has to be something that you stand to win. And not only that, Seth, but he says, I've got to throw it all down and kiss it goodbye. He already knows he's going to lose. Like, he doesn't even like he's not even like, I'm going to throw it all down. And because, you know, the whole thing about gambling addiction is you go, okay, well, I lost this. But if I if I go in for a larger amount, I can double up. I can win that money back. There's always the possibility. Right. Yeah. It's the carrot on a stick. But essentially what this guy is doing is pulling his pants down, taking a shit on the floor and rolling in it. This guy has like, this guy is like a, like a, like it's a, like, like a I, sadist. I know this is the wrong thing to He's do. He's a gambling sadist. I'm just going to roll in this shit anyway. Ooh, yeah. Take all my money. Yeah. Um, what do they call it? Like financial domination, FinDom. Right. Where people are like, "Ooh, yeah, take all my money, spend my all my money on my credit card." I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a twenty dollar bill on my nuts, and I want you to step on them. That's essentially what this is. And then we get into um, a little bit of a precursor of what we're gonna get later on in the song, which is a little bit of halftime sky. Action. Yeah, here we go. Here, we, this is where the song turns from wagon wheel into we're getting a little bit of island vibe going. Well, I'm gonna tell you this: this song, up until this point, especially sounds like a really bad less than jake song yes correct picture less than jake doing this the double time verses like and then you've got this little ska thing and you've got like the echoed vocals um i i just hold on in in regards to that he double he double tracks his vocals all over the place and there are multiple instances of him trying to do a little soulful fill on the back half. And they are all out of key. Every one of them. And it gets really bad later on. Here it's bad. The, the intro to the verses, like for instance, you hear the, what's up for game two? Who's up for game two? Yeah. And he kind of, he mumbles through them like, I'm just not that confident about Who's what I'm saying. Who's up for game two? Who's up for game two? What do you? Yeah. I mean. It's almost like the producer was like, do this. It'll sound good. And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> And he's like, just do it. And he's like, who's up for game two? It's almost like the producer looks at him and says, you're proud to lose all your money, aren't you? Motherfucker, you dumb <laughs> you're shit. All right, let me take some of your money. That was a crazy, crazy game of poker. Crazy game of poker. I lost it all. I lost it. But someday I'll be back again and I high. Never to fall. Never to fall. It's... Ugh. Yeah, it's really great. It's just fucking terrifying. Um, it's just. Uh. 
again, I will say that the first verse was, by my estimation, a pretty game. What we refer to in the poker world as a bad beat. Mm-hmm. It was a crazy game of poker. There's nothing I heard about the game two that was a crazy game of poker. No, it was just shit. It was just, I'm happy to lose my money. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, that's really all it was. He lost his watch. I wonder what kind of was. Was it like a Casio Iron Man? <laughs> well, I he, mean, yeah. By, by the chorus, he lost it all. Yeah. But someday he'll be back again and a high never to fall. Well, he did fall. And he seemed to take pride in it. He seems to be kind of into so it. Now he's saying he might have a little bit of a hard on because of it. I know. Now he's saying it as some sort of getting off on sadomasochistic fucking gambling addiction. He's uh, he's very proud. He's very proud by the end of the chorus. But then, Seth, can I ask you a question? Yes. Who's up for game three? I can barely see the bourbon drowning next to me, and I just lost it all. Well, there's a man sitting next to me, red with smiling eyes. It's funny. I don't have no money tonight. Yeah. You know what's funny? That was a crazy game. Yeah, go oh, ahead. not yet. I know. I, I just wanted to. I, I felt like doing it. You know what's funny? Uh, it, what's funny, apparent, according to him, is losing all your money. <laughs> Apparently, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's the most hilarious Holy shit. Thing. You know, what a good time. Some of the great comedy writers in our lives, you know, like uh, George Carlin, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy, all thought it was absolutely hilarious when they went out and did a live show and then weren't paid for it. You posed a good question last time we recorded this. What's that? How does bourbon drown? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. What the fuck? What? How, how does bourbon drown? I have no idea. I, I mean, a little bottle of Maker's Mark with, you know, uh, uh, little goggles, little eyes on it, and it's dancing around, and all of a sudden it jumps into a, a bottle of something with slightly more gravity, like a, you know, 151 or something. And, I mean, I don't know if this is some kind of like, maybe this is some kind of terminology I never heard. I'm not a huge drinker. Is this a Maryland thing? But is yeah, I Youngstown mean, maybe. Um, is this an Israeli thing? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Could be all these, could all yeah. be all those above. And I mean, you know, who's up for game three? And between the time of asking who is up for game three to the third line, he already lost it all. Yep. It's just. It's like he came back and he was like, all right, let's go. Yep. Uh, all in. Okay, you got seven deuce and Done. you lost to uh, ten high. It's like, all right, well, I'm already out. It's like you need to have better decision making skills, maybe. Oh, I just came. <laughs> just, <laughs> this is my dream. This is my kink. Um, but there's a man sitting next to him, red, with smiling eyes. That's gotta that, be the devil. That's yeah. That's definitely that's be the, the devil. devil that gave him that kink. That he enjoys so much. It's the devil that he made a deal with. It's funny. It's actually not very funny at all. It's really sad. Hold on. Hold on. I'd like to say that this is the point of the song where every bit of the drummer's, this verse three, every bit of the drummer's misplaced confidence just comes right out. Mm-hmm. And the drums jump to the forefront of the song, and these are the shittiest sound. I'm not talking about his ability. His ability's not good either. But the drum set and the cymbals are the shittiest sounding ones you've ever heard. It's very funny that you mentioned that, because I did notice that... I hate, like, getting deep into shit that I don't know if other people know or care about, but... The drummer plays exclusively with splash cymbals. They're ridiculous. Like, his biggest cymbal is, like, 10 inches. Yeah. 
And so, I, I mean, splash symbols are used a lot in island music, pardon the that parlance, um, but it sounds bad. It sounds weak. It sounds awful. It sounds like his drum set was like $15. And in verse three, he's like, okay, I got it now. I'm going to go crazy. Well, because here they do their best impression of like Days of the New. <laughs> They're doing the full on like uh, like acoustic guitar rock where they're like they're doing like that thing but it's really bad Are you, so essentially they're going some uh, this song is them like uh evolving over a different series of musical personality crises yes i mean it we've really got is. the we've got like kind of like the punk rockish or the, there's like, a little bit verse. of country vibe at the beginning like I would say that's divide. like the little yeah. intro. Yeah. But I mean, it when he does the oh my, you hear click, 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 boom, ba doom, ba da. Right. You're, you're getting right into like a punk rock feel. It goes to a ska, like a ska feel. Right. It goes back to the punk back rock the, feel. Yeah. Then we've got like kind of like a halftime rocking out feel. And then. And then, guys. And then well, it, oh, we've boy. got a crazy game of poker. Yeah, that's really what it's all it's about. a crazy game of poker. poker. I lost it all. I, I lost it, it all. all. But someday I'll be back again and a high never to fold, never to fold. Which, again, this is. He thought he got clever. This is why he sucks. He thought he got clever there. <laughs> you know, changing it to from fall, fall to, to fold. fold. Yeah, but. But all you do is make yourself look, look more of an asshole. Yeah. It's just like, I'm never going to fold. And clearly you should have. Yeah. A couple times. It's a good idea to fold sometimes. A lot. You, I mean. Kenny Rogers wrote a song about it. <laughs> All he had to do was listen and apply. You got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. Right. Know when to walk away, know when to run. This guy seems like he's... And a much better song. It's just, <laughs> you're exactly right. It's just a good idea to, you know, just throw everything down every single time you show up there. Okay. And I'm it's good. funny because in the live version, they don't sing those backup parts, no, even though there's like stupid. seven seven to eight people in the band now. They were like, that was fucking dumb. Why the fuck did we do that in the recording? We should just cut that. So you hear like maybe a horn, <laughs> like kind of like mimic it. Mark, <clears throat> yes, we've established that this is a bad song. We know what's happening. As we speak, ladies and gentlemen, as we are recording this, it seems as if he, us here in southwest Florida, if you're not from here, we have a storm that is approaching us. Tomorrow, apparently, it is supposed to develop into a tropical storm. It's probably not going to be the most devastating thing that we've seen, but we know it's coming. Mark. Yes. Verse number four. We know it's coming. It's on its way, buddy. And this there's is, nothing we can do to stop this it. This is this is this is this is the all this is the accumulation of horrible. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god, this might be the worst thing we've ever done. We get a little bass and drum jam. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> speaking of the drummer's ability and the drummer's sound, in the live versions, he does oh. a little drum fill here, yeah. like a little drum solo-ish kind of thing, but it's a kind of drum solo I like. It stays a beat. Mm -hmm. He just does some fancy stuff in there. Fucking flashing fucking lights and shit. Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. Right. It, makes, a, it yeah. makes for a better transition. The guy's a good drummer now. Again... Totally shocked to see that it's the same drummer. That doesn't happen here. No. No. No, it is sloppy acoustic bass or like just shitty sounding electric bass and drums doing like that little like rock thing. And then it slows down. 
there are just some things that are just so tired that white people have done over and over again, and that is fast music. Boo ba doo ba da boo ba 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 doo boo eh 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 eh. Just can we outlaw it? I mean, can we please just stop it? This is America, where you're supposed to be able to get away with whatever you want. Right? <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, yeah. but holy shit! And if that wasn't bad enough, oh boy, ladies and gentlemen. What? How can we make this a worse, worse situation for Mark Davis? Hey, let's throw some scatting on top of it. Now, no, 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 Mark, Mark. There's people that have accomplished. Louis Prima has done fantastic scat work. Mm-hmm. You know, he's it's it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's good. There's there's some fine scatting in the world, but it's a very it's 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 something that only should be done by the absolute masters of that craft. Mm-hmm. Anyone that has not completely mastered it should not come close to it. Who is the guy that was always on Night Court? Oh, oh, uh, the Golden Fog, Mel Torme. Mel Torme. Mel Torme was very good. A fine good. scatter. Oh, yes, yes, very, very good. I love the saying scatter. Scatter. He could scat all over the place. It was nuts. <laughs> Have you ever seen that guy scat? We examined his scat. We did. We cut it open. Um, but no. They called him the Golden Corn. <laughs> the Golden Dropping. Um, but then, but then this happened in 1997, and we're paying for it since. I'm going to tell you. I'm I'm going to leave a little space here. Okay, so that's what he says. Whatever the fuck that is. Ingenious. It says, "Bop bop bop." <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm trying to say it straight face. I wish you could see his face. (laughs) Bop, bop, bop. I say now, skeetily dat dat. So there's, there's like some just general bad scatting. And whoever put the lyrics on Genius was like, I'm not going to fucking be bothered to try and like give off an impression of like what it says. They just put bop, bop, bop. I I say now, skeetily dat, dat. Well, how about that? I'm coming out the front, never coming out the back. Okay, we we just got to stop. This is going to be very, very difficult for me. I I just want to say this. I want to say this about the lyrics going forward from here. Okay. The lyrics we've gone through so far have been bad. Bad. Okay. Yeah, they've been they've the been ba- they've been bad. Okay. This is all the stuff that was written in Israel, where I guess like he was sitting in his dorm room, he's having a rough time or whatever, and so he decides to write about playing fucking poker. Whatever. But he wrote steady words, he wrote steady lyrics. He it, it's a cohesive idea. You can tell he's reading something. He's reading something he wrote in the first half of this song. He might have had what he thought was a moment of lyrical clarity. Right. Yeah. What we're going to experience from here on out is him making stuff up on the fly. Is some of the worst lyrics you're ever going to hear. But they're. I mean, they're terrible. But what's so frustrating is that you can just tell the way he sings it and the stuff that he's saying that he is literally just making up words yes he is literally just freestyling this the scat is somewhat somewhat confident it is the most confident part of this but at but then all of a sudden at times you'll hear him you'll hear 
the confidence in what he's saying gets sucked out of him as he's searching around for new words. I almost feel like it's unfair for us to do the rest of this song because... Just hear me out. I know what you're saying. Because it's so clear that he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's like, I I don't know any way to compare it that would not be offensive to somebody. It's just don't fucking flinch. Man. Absolutely. It's just it's embarrassingly bad. Please go ahead. And I walked into the bar yesterday because I had something to do, something to say. And Johnny walked in right behind me and I didn't turn around till I heard the sound of his feet falling on the ground. I looked over my shoulder and I saw a clown and I said, what you doing in the bar tonight? Seth got real serious. We've entered the ska phase of not knowing what's going on. This is where we're at. Um, I'm coming out the front, never coming out the back, which is uh, obviously talking about a some so, somewhat dramatic case of simultaneous ejaculation and diarrhea. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to make sense of what's going on here. I, I, Good luck. But he immediately walked into the. Now he's recalling walking into the bar yesterday because um, he had something to do, something to say. Which one is it? He, what do you say or do in a bar? What do you do? You drink. You drink, but that I guess you play poker. That doesn't always involve talking. <clears throat> no. He's got something to say in the bar. Normally, if you talk too much in the bar, you're going to get your ass kicked. Um. I think we're leading to that, um, but Johnny walks right in behind him, and he didn't turn around. How the fuck does he know that it's Johnny if he doesn't turn around to identify who the fuck it is? Well, that's the thing. He says, well, I didn't turn around until I heard his feet hitting the ground. Well, yeah, no shit, because you didn't know anyone was behind you. I didn't turn around until I heard something. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking club. Do you just walk around constantly looking behind you? He's just making the shit no up. No one does. We all know that. If you ever want to know if someone is just is making shit up, they start sentences with and all the time. Like, and? Yeah. And and then this, and then that. And, and it's just like, it buys you that little bit of time to think about what you're going to say. And it's it's what it is, is it's lazy freestyling. And then I saw Principal Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel in a closet and then I saw them kissing and then they had a baby and yeah. then the baby smiled at me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. So and I said, what, also, are, what are you doing in the bar tonight? What the fuck do you think I'm well, doing? Johnny's a clown. <laughs> Johnny's a clown. We have, we, we skipped I looked that. over my shoulder and mm-hmm. I saw a clown. Right. Well, he doesn't necessarily say that Johnny is the clown, though I think that's heavily implied. That's, what, that's what's implied. Huh? I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? Why is Johnny a clown? What the fuck is a clown doing in the bar? Well, you got to remember that Johnny doubled up with a royal flush. Oh, is that so the same Johnny? That, we, I think oh we're my talking God, about we're so same. far away from it. What if that was the thing that made you love this song? <laughs> what, if, what if that realization you were like, oh, holy shit. Oh my God! This is brilliant. Johnny took all his winnings and went out and bought a clown outfit. I like, mean, are that's... you calling Johnny a clown because he beat you in poker, fair and square? Yeah, not much, Mister. I Mr. don't. Winner. I never fold. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I've played poker with people like that, and uh, uh, yeah. you know, I've seen one of them at it's your house. Not your fault. Yeah. And I said, "What you doing in the bar tonight?" So then, how do we start the next okay. verse? 
So I said, Johnny, what you doing tonight? He looked at me with a face full of fright, and I said, how about a revolution? He said, right. I say of, you will say ah. I say revolution, and you all say ja. I say of, you all say ah. I say revolution, you all say ja, ja, ja. This, when I came here earlier tonight, we went over the song just for a minute before we came in here. This is the point in the song where Mark threw his fucking phone down and screamed at me, get the fuck in here right now. He could not take it anymore. I'll be honest with you. He couldn't take it. This right, this is what did it. This is exactly what the fuck happened. Actually, um, I think it was right after. I'll I'll tell you the exact line. I think it was, was that it? tipped okay. me off. It's I, very I, it close. It was close to this. It was very close to this. I looked. At, I said, "What are you doing tonight?" He looked at me with a face full of fright. Why? Why do winners have a face full of fright? How many times in your life? Okay. Yeah. You've lived. You've lived a robust life. I kind of have, yeah. If you guys don't know Seth, he's he's lived in some bad neighborhoods. He's he grew up with a bunch of brothers. He's <clears throat> he's been around. He's had enough experiences for someone of his age. He's to the point now where he'll be able to tell his daughter many many stories and not be able to tell his daughter many many There's stories. There's a lot that she won't hear. How many times in your life have you had a face full of fright? Um, a couple. Yeah, more than a couple, actually, Okay, to be honest with you. yeah. Have any of them ever been when someone says, hey, what are you doing in the bar tonight? Not a single one. Not a, not a single one. Because why would you be frightful about someone asking you what you're doing I in mean, the bar? I mean, especially considering that it was some clown himself who lost a whole bunch of money and seemed to be proud about it. What I actually, want you to that do, guy would be my best friend, Mark. What I want <laughs> you to do is I want you to imagine for me this scenario. A man walks into a bar and is followed by another man. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they knew they were going to be there together, I guess, is quite inconsequential. A guy walks in. Another person walks in. One of them dressed hear... like a clown. No. No, he's not dressed <laughs> like a clown. Okay. All right. He walks in. Another guy walks in. You hear the footsteps. You turn around and you see someone that you have played poker with and you refer to him as a clown for whatever reason. So you see them and you say, hey, what are you doing in the bar tonight? And then they look terrified. And then your response is, how about a revolution? (laughs) What a weird fucking, what a weird series of events to have happen. And then he said, right. Yeah. And then he says, of, and he says, ah, and I say revolution. So you're saying the name of the band. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And then you say Ja. Are any of these fucking people Rastafarian? This might be Roz Trev in his early early uh early stages. I don't I'm not gonna pretend to know these guys, so maybe they are Rastafarian, though I haven't seen any of them with dreadlocks or showing any kind of um In the videos I've seen they don't look at all Rasta in any way, shape, or form. Um so I mean, I'll just say that it's pretty fucked up to just go around and talk about Rastafari if you're not actually involved in the religion. 
I agree. And just throwing around words like job because you're playing fucking halftime reggae music. Well, maybe this guy was invoking the words of Thomas Jefferson when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. In the course of human events, I say revolution and you say jaw. I mean, you got to remember that that was an important part of, of the course, founding of this country. Ben Mark. Franklin stood up and said, I say of. That's right. And then John Hammond said, I say ah. <laughs> and then they played poker. <laughs> Actually, at this point, and we John kinda, Hancock says, I say revolution. To be quite honest, this is the point in the song, other than the fact that at the end of every verse and chorus, he says, let's just play some poker, that we essentially leave poker out of the equation. And this is, again, this is one of the written parts where we know that all that stuff up there, all the all the shit where he's like, and, 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 is all just like him kind of saying stuff off the top of his head that is ultimately leading to, it's kind of like a Christopher Guest movie. It's like, <laughs> this is where we're going to get, and we're just going to... We're just going to it's like waiting for Guffman. ad lib until we get to that part, and then we all know, like, we all know where we're going. Yeah. And then once we get there, we'll do the thing. Except those are good. Except those are good, and <laughs> yeah. they're talented people. Right. Um. And I said, "What you looking at?" He hit me across the face with a bat. I grabbed my forty-five and I said, "Let's get out and go, ho, ho." So he opened the door and said, "Do what you're here for." I said, "I'm wandering around the road forty-four." And I said, I've been walking around for about a thousand years. The, uh, what you're looking at, he hit me across the face with a bat is when I screamed and I had that to turn was it, it That was that yeah, was that it. That was it. Yeah. That's when I've had enough. Yeah. Yeah. This, the, the fucking terrible music and mixed with this fucking second grade fucking poet. Po- it's not I, poetry. I right. couldn't even get the whole word out. I couldn't even get the whole word out because to call it any manner of that would be like spitting in the mouth, but not in the good way of um, of like art of real poets. Yeah. Um, How we go from, you know, a call and response. I say revolution. You say jaw hand in hand moving forward, sort of, if that's what the fuck it meant to all of a sudden his the guy that he's having this experience with just from out of nowhere it hits him with a fucking bat i don't i have he looks at you with a face full of fright and you say how about a revolution and he says right right then you say the of a revolution you say jaw right and then next thing you know he takes out a bat and knocks you in your fucking teeth this is what is this like some hunter s thompson shit i mean this is like a pablo picasso painting coming to life it's i mean I don't I don't get I, I don't know how we got there. I mean, now he grabs his 44 or 45 or what is it? it, it his gun. It's a 45. It's it's a gun. Okay, You're confused by his... the other number 44 that he says like three four to four. And again, this totally <clears throat> this totally falls into my he doesn't know what the fuck he's saying because he just says 45 and then he says 44 later on. Right. Because it rhymes with door. There's a lot of really, really the ones that just one things that just don't rhyme at all. We're going to get to more of them. But why? I think that once again, on this line, I think he blames I blame Sublime. 
because they had that, you know, the whole uh, wrong way bit about grabbing the 44. He's going with a 45. A 44 is 44 caliber is a gun. There's also a 45 caliber gun. Um, it's it's the size of the, the, the cartridge that goes into the gun. Mm. And I said, let's go out. Or he said, is it I said or he said? I said, let's go out and go. Let's get out and go. Let's get out and go. And are they going to duel? So he opened the door and said, what do, do what, what you're, you're here, here for. for? I thought at one point that that was poker. Then I thought maybe it might have been for revolution. Now it's just maybe revenge. I don't know what the fuck. This is another one of those things. So, okay, so let's 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 take this apart a little bit and let's look at what he's saying happens here. So I said, what you looking at after we had this back and forth of like revolution and and all that stuff where it seemed like they were getting along very well. So then our narrator says, what are you looking at? And then he hits you in the face with a bat. So he takes out a gun and says, let's get out and go, which I guess that means let's go. Let's take this outside. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. He's not saying let's get out and go is like just a shitty way of saying that, I suppose. So he opens the door and said, do what you're here for, which I guess is mean like you came to kill me. So let's go outside so you can kill me or, or, or whatever. So that all is very poorly said. And that is just me kind of guessing what I think is going on there. Okay. That's me honestly doing work for the song, trying to figure out what's going on here. What this sounds like is two teenagers bantering before they don't fight. Well, that, that is exactly like. what it sounds like. Yeah. But here's here's the issue. I mean, that's like me trying to make bad lyrics at least understood. But when he says, do what you're here for, his response is, I'm wandering round the road 44. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck is the road 44? You're both at the same place and you walked out. Why do you have to tell him where you are when he's right with you because you're at the same bar? So when you walk in, you say, I'm, I'm wandering around the road 44. Johnny's right behind you, dude. Mark, he's realized his mistake. He wants to de-escalate the situation by giving them a geographic waypoint. We're on Highway 44. I've been wandering around. You too. And by the way, I've been doing this for over a thousand years. About a thousand years. About about a thousand years. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah, because yeah, we don't want to. We 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 don't want to. You know, put anything accurate on it. We just want to use a mild form of hyperbole. And my feet are growing tired. My eyes a little wired. Don't know what to do unless I retire. And he just said, "Let's play some crazy poker." That'll fix everything. I stand corrected. That is the line. Okay. That is the line that that. The, the bat pissed me off. That is a line because a number of reasons. The jaw pissed me off. The 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 rhyme scheme here is terrible. Well, no, 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 Mark. That is from the, uh, it's not terrible. That's from the, that is, we've been over this before. That's from the Shooter McGavin school of rhyming. It is. You know, may, hey, I just may. Or, yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, my feet are growing tired. My eyes a little wired. <laughs> okay. Hey, I've never heard someone say that my eyes are wired, especially if they're tired. Yeah. 
your eyes are wired. Well. Because when you hear wired, you think what? Like either jacked up on caffeine yeah, or Yeah, that's what I think. Like, oh, I'm like, like yeah, yeah, I'm like jacked up. Yeah. So I'm tired, but my eyes are, my eyes specifically alone are are like cranked up. It's a little weird. Don't know what to do unless I retire. I, I mean, I guess he may just mean, like, go lay down, which, honestly, you probably just should. Inferring that he had a job at some point. Well, I was going to say, or he means, like, retire maybe, you know, from something. I don't think he did. And Johnny, who just hit him in the face with a bat. Opened the door for a duel. Says, know. let's play some crazy poker. <clears throat> what is crazy poker? Well, we haven't gotten a really a good explanation of what that is, even from the earlier half of the song. Well, it's we a cr- just he got said, bad well, poker. he said earlier, it's a cr- that was a crazy game of poker, but he didn't say that was a game of crazy poker. He <laughs> said that's a that's a crazy game of poker. What is crazy when someone says, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" and you go, "Well, I mean, aside from the revolution," and I say "of," and you say "ah." Let's play some crazy poker. If someone told me they want to play crazy poker, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? Mark, to be honest with you, if they told me they wanted to play some crazy poker, I'd think that they probably are a pretty bad poker player and that I want to play with them and get all their money. It's just my my take on it. Now, um, we're going to take just a second here, um, Mark, for me and you to take a breather. And uh, kind of refocus ourselves because these lyrics are not done. No. These lyrics, are, I, we we have to fortify ourselves. Almost should make this into two episodes. I mean, kind like, of. I mean, this might be, I mean, these this might be the most lyrics. And we've done shit like Dre Day. We've mm-hmm. done some shit, you know, Shoop was a lot of fucking lyrics. Yeah. Mark, this is still going. So this is still happening. Then we get the... I said, Johnny, what you're doing tonight thing with the I said uh, and you say uh, all that shit. We do do that that again. again. And And here here we go. Damn. Another one. Another tornado. Yes. I said that was the craziest game of poker that I ever saw. Now, Mark, I I do have to point out. (laughs) We're never going to get through this song. No, we're not. We're not because. This, if you, if, if if you're still paying attention, you're probably not if you're listening to the song. But at, when they come to this breakdown, I don't know if it's him harmonizing in a track or if it's somebody else. But it is the worst, most out of key harmonizing I have ever heard mm-hmm. on any song with yes. that line. It As is a matter so of fact, bad. When I was listening to it in here. I was shaking my head, and then I heard you go, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah. we were both at the same time as musicians going, what it's is happening just, here? Just Who bl- made this decision? It is unbelievably bad. So go ahead. I said that was the craziest game of poker that I ever saw. But I'm not going to quit, and I'm not going to stop. I don't give a shit because I got the drop. Johnny just got two wise, just like mine. And I'm feeling kind of funky, kind of fine. And I drank a bottle of whiskey before I came, came to the bar to see what's the same. I saw my man Johnny sitting across the table from me. This is just more absolute fucking bullshit. Lyric vomit. I'm feeling kind of funky, kind of fine. 
like he just got hit in the face with a baseball bat and had to go outside with a 45 and get ready to almost kill somebody who ultimately just wanted to ask him back in for a crazy game of poker and uh, why is this guy so intent on gambling when he's so bad now he's fine now everything's okay marcus i'm feeling less than okay I don't give a shit because I got the drop. What? No, you don't. You don't have the drop on anyone. You suck. Johnny got two eyes just like mine. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, it's so fucking... These lyrics are so fucking bad, man. God, they're so fucking bad. They're so fucking... They're so fucking elementary. It's so fucking... It's... Spitting in the face of people that write fucking music. This sounds like a fucking 13-year-old. Oh, God, Mark, this is getting bad. This is, somebody let us off this thing. Mark, Mark, Mark. Drank a bottle of whiskey before I came. Came to the bar to see what's the same. What is that? Everybody dies frustrated and sad, and that is beautiful. (laughs) I mean, (sighs) they can't all be, they might be giants. No. And to my left was a man, he had no tan, didn't really think about starting a scene. The man to my right wasn't feeling kind of nice. He looked kind of mad, and I felt bad. This is really hurting, dude. I feel, like, physically ill. I'm serious. I kind of do. It's, it's, it should, you should. I kind of, I, I wrote in my thing that if you're listening to the song at this point, um, to my left was a man he had no tan, didn't really think about starting a scene. This man tries to crowbar a rhyme out of tan and scene. You'll hear him go tan and sane. It He tries to make that work, you know, which just adds to oh, the, just the horrible, the, hor- the, the, the horror. I feel like Colonel Kurtz, Mark. Dying I mean, malaria over here. Yeah, I, it's, I, you know, sad bad uh if elise is listening she'll remember a certain poem that was written so big so sad so mad so sad um you know it's for you elise yeah it's i mean it's that kind of rhyme scheme it's it's like second grade shit yeah why did he feel bad because i took his money last night it's kind of funny but now i'm just struggling i need a honey bunny i don't know what to say anymore so i'm just gonna get out anywho oh god thank god thank god it's over all right have to say mark you probably didn't listen to other oar songs i did this guy has a bad habit of using the term honey bunny a lot Oh, really? In other songs. yeah. Why am I not surprised? Referring to to ladies, um, honey buddy. It's hard to listen to. Mark, we did it. I mean, yeah, there's another chorus. Said Johnny, what you doing tonight? Hit me, uh, looked at me with a face full of fright. And this is where he said about a revolution. And they go over that. I say, oh, you say, ah, revolution and jaw. Add fucking nausea. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Are you going to? No. Thank you. No, no, no. I mean, I've never been so fucking relieved to be done with oh, a goddamn song. I have not either. I'm throwing my phone away. Oh, man. That was. This is an actual song that people like. Um, and I shouldn't. No. Hold on. 
This is a song that people love. Yeah. This band plays this song and people go fucking ape shit. Yeah. And they sing these lyrics. And these this band says Jehovah. Songmeanings.com, greatest song ever. I love this. Justin Bailey 21. They're actually a rather subpar band. <laughs> what would you, you say? What would you say that this song is about? It seems like self-promotion and nothing more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I like this song because it sets OAR as one of the best storytelling bands I've heard. It's hard to compare them to the early Spruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan. But this song yeah, is such is. a good storyteller. In the live version, my favorite part is when he says, you've all got two eyes just like mine. Which is infinitely deeper. I'm being sarcastic. Though this doesn't relate to the song much, he is saying that we are all essentially the same being, that we are all humans. I also like when he says, may God be with me as a special tribute to the Lord, though I am not religious. Oh my God, there's somebody that commented that I can't agree with called We Might Be Giants on May 13th, 2002. We Might Be Giants said, oh boy, I think that this song is just super catchy. I am dreading the day that I turn on MTV and this song is being played over and over. Me too. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, MTV doesn't play videos anymore, so we don't have to worry about that. But Uh, If OAR is one of the best storytelling bands you've heard, then you've got to listen to more music, says Glyco. Do a little bit of work. I wouldn't say they're great storytellers, but they are damn entertaining. (laughs) I love this song. It even gives you that feeling you get while gambling. (laughs) Edgy and annoyed, but thrilled. (laughs) Well, you're half right. (laughs) Edgy and annoying for sure. Have you ever felt... uh, Yeah, okay, so, yeah. I will say, and maybe I'll get fucking crucified by you for saying this i do think the chorus is catchy i think the lyrics are bad no but i do think that the chorus is catchy fuck off well i hate it i mean i well i hate it too I absolutely hate it i hate it in every way i don't think it's catchy i don't want to hear it <clears throat> this song the live version if it had better better lyrics could be a good song here's one of the luckiest people on the planet house 84 says i don't know what ja means <laughs> <laughs> well uh, just keep it that way yeah you sound like an oar fan through and through um there are no annotations um no, for this song not no one time that genius came through um there's a little bit more um in songfacts.com um to the end of that story that he told that i mentioned earlier mm-hmm uh, he says, it was one of the first songs we ever wrote as a band, and that was it. I just went along the story. This guy is losing all his money, all his gold, all his possessions, all his shit. But in the end, the devil couldn't convince him to give up his soul. So he decided to walk on his own. And it was inspired by that story, walking, meeting people. And that song then led to a couple of other songs on that record. About an hour ago, Black Rock, about this guy going around and picking up strangers and different characters. And I thought that was really fun. <laughs> it's not oh, the impression that I got. No, it. I, 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 and nowhere yeah. did I get anything in there where he's talking about keeping his soul. No, the impression that I got was this guy um, listened to some punk bands, heard a little bit of Sublime, heard a reggae record one time, uh, got together with his friends and said, hey, guys, let's go make a song. And they did that. And it was just they learned uh, a little bit, uh, some nominal uh, chords 
and and some drum beats and some bass lines and went in and just started spewing whatever the fuck came out of their mouths at one point. They walked in with so, some sort of structure to a song, sort of, and then just it falls apart. And mm-hmm. I've literally fallen apart. I'm so glad to be done with this creep factor. Too. Creep factor. Um, it's not creepy. It's just sad and awful. It's not really. I don't think it's really creepy. I'm going to give this song a 0.0. I'm giving it that too. I'm giving because it exactly. it's so infantile. It's yeah. He does say I want a honey bunny, which is a little weird. But again, it, I, no, no, 0.0. Mark, I, yeah. I, I completely. There's nothing. There's nothing dangerous about this song. It's just. It's just sad. This and song childish. is a pet turtle. <laughs> this song is a cotton ball cloud in a diorama. <laughs> this song is a cold bowl of minestrone soup. <clears throat> this song is a hairball underneath a bed. Oh this God, song Mark. is a small bit of tumbleweed in Utah. This song is the... It's... It's, it reminds me a little bit of Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, it does. It's, it is a little bit. It's so... It's it's like Breakfast, Breakfast at Tiffany's, but it's worse. Because Breakfast at Tiffany's... I, I don't know if I can put my finger exactly because I'm kind of piecing it together right now. Mm-hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's is very, very stupid. But <clears throat> this... It's like someone put a gun to his head and said, write lyrics right now and put it on a record. And that's going to be a song that you're going to sing for another 25 years. And he did it. And it's bad. That might have been that might have given the song urgency. And I just wish the guy would have pulled the trigger instead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I want Mark Roberge to die. I don't want him to die. But I mean, holy shit. I want him to figure I want him to build a time machine. Go back to 1997. And figure a way to mm-hmm. convince his bandmates not to record this song. Seth, uh, can we talk? Can can we bring up a little bit of this? This next song is also going to somewhat be a cloud in a diorama. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Somewhat, you and you and our guest are yeah. going to have to convince me. This is going to be the one time where we're at odds, and I almost feel yeah. like we're going to have a little yeah. bit of a, uh, gonna be a tiff. There's going to be a little bit of back and forth. Yeah, there's going to be a tiff. We're finally doing it. We 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 hinted at this for a long time, but he finally moved back. We don't have to worry about fucking around with microphones from afar. I'm going to say his name, Patrick Norris. Patrick Norris is coming on, and we are going to talk about Walk on the Ocean by Toad the Wet Sprocket. And you and Patrick are going to have to convince me that that's a bad song lyrically because I think it's really good. I don't. I'm not a huge fan. I think it's re- I, not just good. Yeah. I think this song is really good. Wow. So I'm curious to know. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to tell you that we can't do it because I like it. No. But this is this may be the first time that we oh, are there's at been odds. other songs that we've brought in here that I love. Well, you know, again, yeah. I'm not talking about loving the because there are songs that we have loved. Brown Sugar, mm-hmm. which is a great song, but the lyrics no, are but fucked I mean, up and terrible. There's songs that we've brought in that I thought the lyrics were oh, good. Uh, yeah. Like, for I instance, mean, remember when we did Toby Keith? Right, right, right. right I was right, like, right. I think they're kind of good. I think yeah, they're good songs. But then he talks about fucking twins and that's a little weird. It's you weird, just kinda, but I like this song. song. I think is like I mean, Toad the Wet Sprocket lyrically. If you've uh, never listened to this album, um, the album that this is on, Fear. If you've never listened to Dulcinea, mm-hmm. they've got some. Good, is it Dulcinea good or Dulcinea? I always 
I always heard it as Dulcinian. Okay, we'll get that figured out before we uh, We will. Well, yeah. we don't have to, I guess, because yeah, I mean, this isn't on there, one. but yeah, we'll do whatever matter. we want to do. Yeah. Uh, so listen to Walk on the Ocean by Toad the Wet Sprocket. Enjoy it. It might be one of the best songs to listen to that we've done. Maybe we'll have a Come on Eileen type moment out of this. We might. You know. We might. It's interesting because Pat is a poet. Yeah. He is he has a he has a poet. master's degree in poetry. Yeah. So I mean I kind of have to take his word for it to an extent mm-hmm. because this man knows words, but I don't hear it. And you know, I'll be curious to know if other people agree or disagree. Seth, I'm so glad to have this off our chest. I'm so glad that the audience doesn't have to hear this shit again. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's over. And I hope that you guys listen to this whole thing. I'm sure this episode is a monster. It I is. might try and edit it down a bitch bit uh, a bitch. I'll, I'll try to edit it down <laughs> a, a bit. What a great slip. Yeah, my my brain is just angry. This song is some kind of monster. Yeah, now I it get is. to sit down and edit this immediately. Um, please, 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 uh, share with some friends, especially if you know anybody that likes this godforsaken band. Yeah. Let, let us try and talk it. a little bit of sense into them. Um, and Seth, it's been a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your this, week for this, for this episode. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Relax for this upcoming weekend here. Uh, and we will be back next Friday with more lyrics to go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>